This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, it is a great day for the Onside Kick. First off, welcome. If you're new to the Onside Kick, welcome in. If you're returning to the Onside Kick, welcome in. This is where we talk about the NFL here on Most Fell Podcast. And Mark, it's a great day today. Why is today such a great day? I'll let you mock tell draft. everyone. Love mock drafts. Mock draft number three for the Onside Kick. We've done one. We've done two. This is a great week for MVP, too, because not only do we get number three for the NFL, on Friday night, posted on Saturday, first thing, we get our NBA, our second NBA nice. mock draft nice. as well. So it is a double mock draft week here for MVP. Before we get into it, quick housekeeping to run through it very quickly for you guys. First off, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That link down below in the description. You like what we're doing? Want to make sure that we can do what we do and do it for you guys each and every day. Check out that link. Also, we have a store, thanks to this guy right here. That's Hooked right. Hooked us up with a Square store. So that link is now down below in the description. If you want to get this hot MVP t-shirt, you can go ahead and do that down below at our Square store. Number three, go ahead and bookmark mostvaluablepodcast.com. That's where everything's going to be posted. You don't have to worry about the blog talk radios, the Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts now, they call it. They don't even call it iTunes anymore. It's just <laughs> Apple Podcasts now. My phone updated that. But whether it's audio, whether it's video, everything will be on mostvaluablepodcast.com. Go ahead and bookmark that today. And then last but not least, if you're on Apple Podcasts, or as I still call it, iTunes, go ahead and give the Onside Kick that five-star rating. It'd mean the world to both Mark. Mark and I, and it really helps out the show, giving us that five-star rating. So, Mark, housekeeping's over. We swept yep. it out of the way. Tried to get through it as quick as possible, and it is now mock draft season. So, well, it's been mock draft season. Now it's the mock draft time. It's so always mock draft season. If, if you're new to how we do this, we're going to split it up into three segments. We're going to start with the top ten. We're going to run through our top ten, and Mark... I will let you start. Number one, Cleveland Browns on the clock. Let's go. Top ten. We're going to start it off uh, with Saquon Barkley, uh, the running back, Penn State. Uh, love it, but we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Uh, next to the Giants, Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Bradley Chubb for the Colts, defensive end, uh, NC State. Josh Rosen, quarterback out of UCLA. Uh, you guys know I love this guy. Mike McGlinchney, <laughs> the tackle out of Notre Dame. Colts fans are really upset they didn't get him this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jets going with none other than Baker Mayfield, quarterback out of Oklahoma. Minka Fitzpatrick to the Bucks, defensive back, Alabama. Denzel Ward, cornerback out of OSU. Uh, then we're going to go ahead for number nine, Raiders. Raquan Smith. Linebacker out of Georgia, uh, and Calvin, uh, Calvin, that's what I said. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver out of Alabama, rounding it out for the 49ers. Well, and then going right into my top 10 that, so we can talk about this stuff. The Browns staying pat like I've had the rest of them. Going Sam Darnold, number one quarterback from USC. Then at number two, going the Giants, switching it up on you guys. Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State, getting taken by the G-Men. The Colts going with Bradley Chubb, defensive end, NC State. And then here's where things kind of 
get a little mixy. At number four, the Browns via the Texans, taking Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety cornerback from Alabama. Then the Broncos at five going, thank you for giving us a gift with Josh Rosen, quarterback from UCLA. John Elway loving that move, loving that pick. Then we go to the Jets at number six, Josh Allen, the quarterback out of Wyoming. Bucks at seven going Tremaine Edmonds, the pass rusher from Virginia Tech. The Bears going at eight, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Alabama. The Raiders at nine going Denzel Ward, the cornerback from the Ohio State University. And then number 10, rounding everything out. You paid the man in Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to protect him. The Niners going Quentin Nelson, the offensive guard from Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish. So, Mark, how I want to start this is... We got to start with our guy. He's at the number one pick for you, number two pick for me, Saquon Barkley. Why? He, here's what I want to ask you. Yeah. Why did you have him go number one? Because the only reason I couldn't have him go number one is because the Browns have not signed Kirk Cousins yet. If the next mock draft rolls around after free agency starts, if Kirk Cousins signs with the Browns, then it's a no-brainer. Browns go Saquon number well, one. It's an interesting one. The Browns come out and say with their with their new ownership here and our not ownership, but uh, uh, the new GM that we're gonna go get a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna make this quarterback thing happen, and and I believe them. But they have number one and number four, mm-hmm. and I forget which which podcast if it was if it was last week or two weeks ago. We we're talking about the Browns, how the dream scenario would be Saquon and. A quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no way to do that if you draft a quarterback with number one. For me, this is the Browns taking a bit of a gamble. I wouldn't say no way. I there's mean, no mo- way that the well, Giants and the Colts both pass on him. Most people, the Colts are the ones that I would think would pass. It's the Giants that most people right now have had for the first two. I've had quarterback, quarterback, mm-hmm. but I will say, like I have now. The Giants would be the one that would take Saquon. I think that the Colts would take a pass rusher over Saquon. I just think that the Colts, for them, I mean, you got to replace Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. He's he's an old man now, uh, old man in football years. But, yeah, to me, this is the way to take the gamble and say, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, one of these guys will be here at four. And for me with the Browns, it's fun that it's Josh Rosen because Rosen has said I— and in nice words, uh, mm-hmm. in vague words, he said, I don't want to play for Cleveland. Um, so they still get to get their quarterback. But, yeah, this is definitely the opportunity. Um, you know, go for the home run here. Get your quarterback and your running back. Well, and that's the main reason for mine, the Browns. If I had to pick between a quarterback, Darnold and Rosen, here's the issue I have for the Browns taking quarterback number one is after looking – at the film a little bit for the quarterbacks because the first two I looked at for our film breakdowns I'm going to be doing is Darnold and Rosen, first two I watched. And the thing is, it's like, I like Darnold. The big questions are his mechanics, ball security, and confidence. With Josh Rosen, it's like, okay, he's a better pocket passer. He's got a better spiral. But attitude-wise, how's he going to fit in if I draft him knowing that he might not want to play for the Cleveland Browns. And getting back now to Saquon, that's why the reason Browns, I think, right now, quarterback, depends on what they do. The Giants are the big one to me because I was sitting there watching NFL Live today and they were talking about the Giants. And the one thing that I first find interesting about the Giants is, I can't remember, it might have been Graziano on NFL Live mentioned that somebody in the Giants organization had made the term or made the phrase of like 
the reason why Shermer's now in and why they fired McAdoo was we have an adult in the room now hmm. where Shermer can be that adult to get that locker room in order because you're dealing with guys like Odell Beckham was the guy they were talking about. Where is he the biggest strength because of how good he is on the field or how well he plays? Or is he the biggest distraction because of what comes with him or the biggest weakness because of what comes with him, especially if a corner like Josh Norman gets into his head. If I'm the Giants at number two, I am foregoing quarterback. Like at this point, it's like, yeah, I get the argument of like I've said the last two times, when are you going to be in this position again? How long does Eli have? Now I'm starting to think, you know what? We'll get to that bridge, the Eli leaving bridge. When we get to it, we need a run game. We haven't had a run game in forever. I can't remember the last time. Probably Jennings was the last time they had a running back where it's like, okay, he's pretty good back there. Go ahead and get a guy like Saquon to help out with the offensive weapons for Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean, I I, I still am pretty strong on the you're never going to be in this spot again, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, and you get a guy like Pat Shermer who's really good at working with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Vikings did put a wrench in the plan of not letting the Giants take the quarterback coach yeah. uh, as well, but... You know, you're not going to get this opportunity again. You let him get out there. And all this comes down to, well, how does Shermer feel about the quarterbacks that are there? If he doesn't mm-hmm. like either one of them, then obviously they're not going to do it. It's really just a, do you like these quarterbacks? Can you, um, well, not can you, but do you feel like you can work with them and build them into this quarterback of the future? Mm-hmm. Um, because Eli, I I don't think he has all that much no. longer left. Um, and you could wait till the last minute, but that's not how you build a franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not how you can uh, continuously sustain success. Uh, that's not going to work here for the Giants. Well, and the thing also that I want to bring up is the big thing like this for the first time in forever, this top three, unless there's a trade, because that could happen still, th- depending on the Browns, Giants, and Colts draft will greatly affect what the rest of the draft falls. And I know someone's sitting there going, well, duh, Ricky. That's how a draft usually goes. But I look at it, and you go back to go back to the 2.0 for a second, and you look at, oh, if, if Darnold and Rosen go, then to me that forces the Broncos and the Jets to say, we got to go at quarterbacks. Allen Mayfield go off the board in my 2.0. That means the Cardinals, if they're going to go with a quarterback, they got to go with a Lamar Jackson. If the Saints want to go with a quarterback, they got to go with Mason Rudolph. But then you flash forward to now, because the Giants don't go quarterback, that sets off a domino effect where, like, for mine talking from my mock draft, then the Broncos can grab a Rosen. Then the Jets kind of get their pick between Allen and Mayfield, where whoever's not picked might fall out of the top 10 and the one question I wanted to throw out was that Colts pick because both you and I have Bradley Chubb sitting there but in our situation because both of us have one of the quarterbacks falling out we have Rosen falling out of the top two because of the Andrew Luck situation where I've heard there are some stories where he hasn't gripped a football yet there are some stories where he's going to get 
a second opinion on that shoulder and there's a possibility that the doctors don't let him play and say, hey, he needs additional surgeries. Depending on what happens with Andrew Luck, do the Colts then become a team where it's like, hey, we are going to draft a quarterback because maybe Frank Reich doesn't like Jacoby Brissett and isn't confident in him being the quarterback if Luck can't mm. start. There's things about this that I, I just don't quite understand. Um, you know, for, for one, this isn't Dr. Strange here. It's not like his, <laughs> his hand is just this mangled mess uh-huh. and he can't move it. Andrew Luck will be able to grab and grip a mm-hmm. football. Uh, that's... I, I don't even know what that one. People are really over-exaggerating here. And honestly, if he's still hurt, that's fine. Andrew Luck is such a valuable piece to the Colts' future uh, that I don't think they're going to mess that up by going and drafting Josh Rosen. Um, that's just going to have Andrew Luck want to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he will figure out a way to make it happen. To me, that makes no sense. Um, he's going to be okay. He's going to get out there. He's going to play. They're not going to draft a quarterback. You can't avoid a guy like Bradley Chubb. I mean, mm-hmm. they just saw, well, two things from the Eagles right now that I want to point out. One, an amazing pass rush really helped defeat a quarterback like Tom Brady. Uh, Andrew Luck wants to be the best quarterback in the AFC when he comes back and healthy. The way he's going to do that is with this strong defense, too, mm-hmm. that can knock those other quarterbacks down. The other thing, uh, to not avoid that, but with Frank Reich, you know, he just worked with Nick Foles uh-huh. to make him a Super Bowl MVP. So he could do the same thing with Jacoby. Is that what you're saying? I and if maybe he has not. To. I don't think Jacoby's going to be a Super Bowl MVP because the rest of the team's not there. Well, he's got yet. He's got to catch a touchdown pass. That's what he, he does. Do. He does, and that, therefore he'll become <laughs> better than Tom Brady. That's the main uh, difference between Foles and Brady was that a Foles caught, caught the pass. Brady uh, didn't. He really, it. if you get to a point. Mm-hmm. Where you have the rest of the team, you're hoping that Frank Reich can do what has happened with Nick Foles. Now, yeah. I've also said, uh, I think just in the last podcast, that it's a very messy situation with Peterson, with Reich, with DiFilippo, mm-hmm. of really who was responsible mm-hmm. for Carson Wentz's success. Was it DiFilippo? Was it Frank Reich? Mm-hmm. Who is it? For Nick Foles as well. Is it Doug Peterson? But I definitely think that you're you're assuming that this guy was able to work with the backup. Mm-hmm. He can work with Jacoby Brissett. We traded for him. We obviously thought mm-hmm. he was worth trading picks for. Um, so he'll be able to hold down until Andrew Luck comes back. Yeah, and I mean, to me, the top three, Browns, Giants, and Colts, this is probably... And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not thinking of it, but I've never, I can't think of a top three that has held this much magnitude of like, depending on which way they could go and depending on how the top three falls will affect how the rest of the draft falls out. And one team I want to get to now is a team that we highlighted on our mock draft um, worksheet here is your own Chicago Bears. I have him staying pat, although in my big board, I had him fall a little bit because, yes, I think that he'll be a quality weapon, can be a number one in the NFL. I do have my questions about Calvin Ridley. They're small, but I do have my questions about him. I have them staying pat with him. You had the Bears going a different route with the defense. Yeah, it seems like right now the, there's a lot of talk about the the Bears 
going hard in free agency for for wide mm-hmm. receivers. Um, I know I saw a, a report today about Marquise Lee and how the Bears are one of the favorites mm-hmm. to to land him. Um, then a number one for for the Bears probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Bears just have a bunch of threes and fours, so maybe well, maybe he would he would be. And I know it's not a wide receiver, but the one name I got I seen thrown out there that the Bears could target, not like a, that they are, but they could. Jimmy Graham get a pass catcher at the tight end. Potentially, that, sure. That could affect where you're going to go because I know it's not wide receiver. That but would it's certainly still help a uh, pass catching option. Certainly help Shaheen as well, mm-hmm. the tight end. Yep. Uh, no longer a rookie Shaheen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, when it comes to Calvin Ridley, my my big concern, and I've had the Bears. Um, I'm pretty sure in the first one he was gone already. Uh, oh no, he was there. Mock draft one, the mm-hmm. Bears got him. Mock draft two, the Bears magically somehow ended up with Bradley Chubb. Um, I don't know how that happened. But in mock draft three, I had them going with defense again. Uh, Calvin Ridley, the thing that concerns me a little bit with him mm-hmm. is he's a great wide receiver, but I feel like he's not that standout wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make you, when you watch him play, he's good, but he's not going to make you be like, wow. I need that guy right now. He is taking over on his own. And maybe part of that is is just Alabama in general. Alabama is not the is not the Big 12 where it's all offense, no defense, that's for sure. Um when I switched over to that, I, I look at I look at Ward and I just think of uh the need even with Kyle Fuller if the Chicago Bears get that long-term deal, which I'm still not sold on Kyle Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um I think once he, I think that's just one of those contract year situations. And once he gets that contract, he's going to go back to playing not well like he used to do. Um, but Denzel Ward to me is that kind of quality uh, assurance of get a top cornerback uh, who can kind of improve the defensive back situation. If Fuller starts slipping up again, mm-hmm. you at least have somebody else who can take over, who can be better. If you don't re-sign him. At least you have this going for you. Uh, it's kind of, sure, more pass rush is nice. Linebackers would be nice. But I think defensive backs really where the Chicago Bears need it most. Well, and the one thing I want to throw out really about Calvin Ridley, because really to me, if the first team that I could see taking Ridley is the Bears. It's always been the Bears. They're the first. And then if they don't take him, obviously he'll fall to somebody, one of the teams, um, we'll take wide receiver. Kind of looking at what NFL.com has, um, they have a quote from an NFC team general manager, and he says, and I quote, I haven't seen them all yet, but I doubt anyone in anybody in this class will touch him at that position. You wish he was a little bigger and stronger, but he can get open on just about any route you want. I still think he's a step below where Amari Cooper was coming out, end quote. And the NFL comparison that they have on NFL.com is I'm going to do the famous game that Brandon loves. I'm going to have you guess an all-time Indianapolis Colt great is who they're comparing him to. I don't know. I'm Marvin Harrison is who they are comparing him to. <laughs> One of the best weapons for Peyton Manning during his time with the Colts. And, I mean, you look at it. I can get that comparison only because Marvin Harrison was a smaller guy, about 196 foot, or 186 foot. Amari Cooper is an inch taller at 161, and he's about 190 right now. 
according to NFL.com's measurements. I know how people love to go through the different measurements, but that's the thing, like, in a nutshell, that's Amari Cooper. The knocks are like, yeah, you wish he was a little bigger. Yeah, you know, like, uh, there's a talent gap there where it's like, of course, like the Washingtons, the Suttons, the Christian Kirks, where it's like Calvin Ridley and then everybody else. But it's like he's not Amari Cooper. He's not where Justin Blackman was. I'm talking hype level, too, mm-hmm. of where Justin Blackman was coming out. He's not on that level of yeah. wide receivers that Quite we've seen simply, in the past. For the Bears at number eight, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even wide receiver. It's just he's just not the eighth best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, that too. And I, and I think a team like the Bears, which aren't that far away anymore from mm-hmm. the playoffs— um, despite what their record showed last year. Uh, Would you rather them they go need the wide BPA. receiver in round two? Depends who's there. Really is what it's going to come mm-hmm. down. I mean, the Bears, I think, this year should almost purely be BPA. I think the other side of it is they really, really have to play really hard for True. top wide receiving talent yeah. in free agency. True. And that's going to affect something. Because if, once again, the Bears can't get anybody mm-hmm. of any worth— um, then there's there's starting to be an issue. Last thing I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and it goes with the New York Jets. The only reason is because both you and I had, there was one decision to make if you're the Jets, and that is, do you go with Josh Allen or do you go with Baker Mayfield? I chose Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You chose Baker Mayfield. Sure Why did. did you pick Baker to the Jets? Part of it, I think Baker in New York makes sense, mm-hmm. just personality-wise. Um, but I, I really do think that if I want a guy who's going to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I just don't really want Josh Allen to do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't really. And I kind of get the idea for me of Josh Allen being one of those first round, you know, a Jake Locker or something like that, or mm-hmm. a Christian Ponder, one of these guys who just fizzles. Mm-hmm. And and I don't see it. Um, the more and more I, I've kind of looked at him, I, I just don't get that excited about Josh Allen, at least Baker Mayfield. I like what I see when you watch him. Now, of course, you know, he hasn't at the senior bowl and there's nothing to be excited about yeah. with Baker Mayfield. Um, but Baker Mayfield seems like the guy who can go and get it done. He's got his issues. He has some flaws as well and things that are going to have to get worked out. Uh, but that's going to be up to coaching. Josh Allen, to me, is that guy who's going to need a year to sit and learn. Well, and that's the thing. Like One of the big knocks, and I think it's Sean that's brought this up, is Josh Allen's never had a completion rate higher than 56%. In either of his seasons and as a starter. And it's not that difficult of, well, a, uh, of a conference. Well, and it's not, after looking at him and watching some of his, like, watching all of his game film, it's not the opponents that is the problem. It's just his overall accuracy, where it's like, yeah, he's a mobile guy, he's a good athlete, he's got the size you want at the quarterback position, and he's got the arm strength. However, the two big knocks that I had on him after watching the film was that he's not accurate and he makes poor decisions at times. There was one where, and I said this on an um, older podcast, we were talking about Josh Allen. I believe it was the one where we talked about his best fit. He was staring down a wide receiver the whole time. And then somebody that we're going to talk about later in this mock draft, Josh Jackson, 
the not the guy who plays for the Phoenix Suns. We got that comment. <laughs> like, oh, wasn't he in the NBA draft? No, Josh Jackson from the Iowa Hawkeyes. He was staring down his wide receiver, threw it. Josh Jackson stepped in front of it, and boom, he was off to the races. So, I mean, that's the reason why, like, the knocks against him. However, with me, with Josh Allen, I want to go. I would rather go with the guy who has the arm strength, has the size that I want. I can work on decision-making. I can coach decision-making. I can coach accuracy. I can set him up for accuracy, too. Just the routes that we run, the offense that we run, and Taylor around the quarterback. Baker Mayfield, it's not like, oh, Baker shouldn't be here. It's just, to me, going between the two, Baker Mayfield, the size between the two, the size falls in hand of... um, Josh Allen and with Baker Mayfield, there's some stuff mechanically to where it's like, okay, you're gonna, you might have some batted passes in the NFL. However, you look at shorter quarterbacks, anyways. Russell Wilson makes it work. Drew Brees yeah. makes it work. So it's like there's no exact science to all of this. Before we move on, eleven through twenty-one. Any final thoughts for anything in the top ten? The only thing I'm gonna say uh, to end this one out, and I'm not gonna. Give a ton. Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley going to the 49ers. I know you got the offensive guard, and I you know that I like to give quarterbacks offensive line. Either way, like you and I, you mm-hmm. sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Give him you something. You got to give him something. And Calvin Ridley was not on the board for me. Yeah. You know, I, I love the idea of going with the wide receiver. They need some more help. Sure, you know I love to go offensive line. I do it all mm-hmm. the time with a quarterback yeah, because I like Col- to support them. Colts fans hated you. They hated me, and I finally got you guys Bradley Chubb. And so now they're going to be like, where's our offensive line? I almost <laughs> wanted to, like when I was doing the mock draft, I almost <laughs> wanted to just say, nope, still going to get an offensive lineman. <laughs> still going to happen. Uh, but not this time. Well, I will say, originally, my top five, I originally had it to where... I kept the same top five, and then I went back and I was like, oh, you know, I can't have that same top five. But for me, and really with the Colts in that pick, I had to look up the Twitter handle. We got to see what uh, one of our followers in uh, at Shane O'Mac, who uh, changed his um, to his actual name to Coach Reimer, um, but Shane O'Mac always tweeting at us about the Colts. Yeah, for the Niners with me, Reason I have him going um, guard is right now Brandon Fusco is red when you look at the depth chart on our lads. That means he's a free agent this year, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're going to resign him. They possibly could, but still, he's your only right guard. You need a guard. Quentin Nelson's there. Go ahead and get Jimmy G some protection but this is where you guys come in let us know what you guys think about the top 10 what would you guys have for your top 10 and then any of the picks that you agree with or disagree with let us know down below in the comment section but mark let's move on into our next topic and we are going ele- i shouldn't say next topic i should just say continuing the mock draft because that's what we're doing we talk about the top 10 now we're going 11 through 21 we got 11 picks for the next two segments Mark, we're going to start with you. Take us through 11 through 21 in your mock draft. All right, number uh, 11, Dolphins going Tremaine Edmonds, uh, you know, pass rush, whatever, out of Virginia Tech. (laughs) Well, Uh, it's funny you say pass rush, whatever, because mm -hmm. 
There was early on in the draft season, he was listed as an inside linebacker. Now he's been changed to outside linebacker defensive end. It just matters where you look. And it also just kind of matters what a team does. I mean, yeah. teams are going to view players in mm-hmm. different ways. Uh, Bengals at number 12 going to Quentin Nelson, guard Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame linemen. I really do. Uh, then we got Redskins, Vita Vea, defensive tackle, Washington. Mike Hughes, cornerback out of uh, Central Florida, going to the Packers. Then we got Josh Allen, the quarterback out of Wyoming, going to the Cardinals. The Ravens taking James Washington, wide receiver, Oklahoma State. That happened in mock draft 2.0, and I'm keeping it. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, then 17, Chargers, Orlando Brown, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. Uh, Seahawks, Arden Key, defensive end, LSU. The Cowboys going with Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver, SMU. Uh, Deron Payne, love the name every single time. Defensive tackle, Alabama for the Lions. Um, And then do I got one more? You do. I do one more. Uh, For the first of two Bills Mm -hmm. picks, the other one you'll have to wait till the next one for. Going to go with Rashawn Evans, inside linebacker, Alabama. Fell fell kind of a little bit. Well, and Bills fans... You're going to hear one of your picks now. You'll hear the next pick in the next one. We're actually talking about the Bills in the third and final segment. So, yeah, you have a pick now. We're going to actually talk about you guys in the third segment. So you guys are kind of put on pause. Hold the second. We'll get to it. But let's run through mine. Starting off 11, the Dolphins going with Roquan Smith, the linebacker from Georgia and the Bulldogs. Then at number 12, the Cincinnati Bengales going with Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma. The Redskins at 13. They got their quarterback. They didn't need one from me again. So they go with Rashawn Evans, the inside linebacker from Alabama. Packers staying pat going quarterback from Iowa. I mentioned him earlier, Josh Jackson. The Cardinals at 15 get a gift because Saquon went to number two. They're going to take Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, out of Oklahoma. The Ravens going with Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from SMU. Chargers get a guy who has fallen. We're going to save him because he's going to be later in your draft, but he fell in mine a little bit going to the Chargers at 17, Derwin James, the safety from Florida State. Then the Seahawks at 18 going Mike Hughes, the cornerback from Central Florida, the real national champions this year. Cowboys at 19 going Vita Vea. I just love that pick. I had it in one. I had it in two. Now I have it in three. The defensive tackle from Washington. Lions going with Harold Landry, the pass rusher from Boston College. And the first Bills pick at 21. They go quarterback from Louisville, the Heisman Lamar Action Jackson. Not this year's Heisman, last year's Heisman, but he's still a Heisman Trophy winner in Lamar still Action gets, Jackson. Still gets the voice, the Ricky Heisman voice. He does, voice. the Ricky Heisman voice. But the, that was first, something. the first team I want to ask you about yeah. is it's got to be the Redskins. Okay. They get their quarterback in Alex sure Smith. Do. They don't need to sign Kirk Cousins. They don't need to draft a quarterback now at 13 we both have them going defense. Why'd you have yeah. to go Vita Vea at number 13? Well, I mean, quite simply, they need help mm-hmm. on the defensive line. Uh, th- this team, I-, I think they have to look at their division rival once again with the Eagles and that great pass rush. Uh, and-, and Vea, you know, I don't, he's not a pass rusher necessarily, mm-hmm. but he's going to be that big guy to just fill up space. He can stuff the run. You got some great. 
uh, running backs in that division. Whether you're going to talk about Zeke, uh, Zeke of course. Uh, I love the I mean, Giants. Dual headed. Well, I was going to say for the Eagles, you got you got Blunt there too. So that's uh, two headed monster. Got, and you got Corey Clement. Don't forget about him. That's he right. Paid dividends. Too. He was looking. He was looking great, mm-hmm. especially in the passing game. There's so many. Great running weapons. You've mm-hmm. got to do something on that line to yeah. beef it up and just just be able to stop something. Because Redskins, you have Alex Smith. That's fantastic. But Alex Smith is not the guy who's going to go and be Carson Wentz mm-hmm. or be uh, Eli Manning and just be able to throw all over you. Mm-hmm. He's going to be more of the Dak Prescott in the sense of short passes, being methodical. Now, Dak Prescott's got a little bit of extra to his game that Alex Smith doesn't have with the mobility side of it. Um, But, you know, he's going to be a very controlled type of player. So you need that strong defensive presence to keep those games closer, keep them manageable so they can win. Well, and one of the big things for the Redskins, like, I can't disagree with your pick, only because it's got to be defense. They've got to go defense at 13 now because of the Alex Smith trade to bring in Alex Smith for them. And the thing that I think about is there's two ways you can do. First off, Vita Vea, I love this kid even more, even more so than Mock Draft 1, even more so than Mock Draft 2. In my big board, the last big board that Brandon and I did, I had Vita Vea at 10 in my big board. Put him right in the top 10 because of what he was able to do, especially the game that I liked. And I wasn't even watching this for his film. I was watching Josh Rosen, and he's a guy that you talked about the run game. What kind of quarterbacks do you have to go up against? Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Eli Manning, Dak Prescott. He's a guy that can get penetration on the line, push guys back. I know the NFL is going to be bigger, faster, stronger dudes, so it's not going to be exactly like it was in college rookie season, but the potential is there where he was pushing guys back, basically, hey, Josh, I'm pushing this guy in your face. Oh, wait, I sacked you. So there's also that as the potential of what kind of a defensive tackle he can be. For me, the Redskins, the biggest need, though, is they need a linebacker to be their captain. They need their Ray Lewis. They need their Brian Erlacher. They need that guy to be the inside linebacker who's basically going to do it all. Not necessarily make all the tackles, but be the captain of, hey, calling out this, calling out that, being that smart player. And that's why if, like, really Roquan Smith is the guy that I would love to go to the Redskins. However, the Dolphins kind of spoiled that for Washington, that's why I got to go with Rashawn Evans. Now, he's not going to be, I don't think, anywhere near Hall of Famers, I can say, Brian Erlacher and Ray Lewis, but he's a guy that you can get to kind of sure up that inside linebacker position where right now, yeah, you've got Kerrigan on the outside, but you've got Zach Brown was, I'm looking at the um, our lads depth chart, Zach Brown, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. You've got um, Martel Spates, who is right there at the other inside linebacking spot, Mason Foster, um, Josh Harvey. You've got Will Compton is going to be a free agent. You've got guys there, but none of those names kind of uh, wet your whistle, Mark. They don't get you going. And that's what Rashawn Evans can be. He can be one of those inside linebackers and be a guy you can build on in the draft. However, another position that they could go with, and I want to bring this up, is they could go safety. 
I know we're going to talk about him later, but I just want to infuse it in here. Do you think, like, obviously both of us go for the greater need in D-line and linebacker. Could they look at Derwin James and go, hey, we're going to take Derwin? Because that's who I had him taking Mm. in a previous mock draft. They certainly could, and and he's, you know, kind of making headlines with Mm -hmm. his talking about himself and how he's going to be. Uh, the, top, himself. the top safety uh, in the league in mm-hmm. less than three years. Um, he's uh, taking to heart some of those teachings from Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I I mean, they certainly could, and I, I think that'd be great. I certainly think both of us had German James Fall. Is that realistic uh, come draft night? It could be. It could be, possibly not. Really, for the thing for safety, honestly, and we don't need to talk about it a ton right now, mm-hmm. But really, just because team needs safety is not a huge need for that many teams where it's the number one need. Uh, a lot of teams were able to get that top mm-hmm. or at least the second best need in the first round. And I know from mine, I'm looking back at the mocks one and two. Mock number one, the Redskins were the tenth pick at that time. Both of us had them go Derwin James. Then the last mock draft we did, they sat here at thirteen. You had them go Josh Allen. They don't need to do that anymore. I had them go Derwin James. We'll get into James when we have him, when I give where he is in the final segment. But one team I want to jump to is the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason being is I like your pick. And the reason why I like your pick of Cortland Sutton is I was watching first take today. And they were talking about Des Bryant. Basically, should the Dallas Cowboys cut Des Bryant? And kind of the short answer of it was ask him to take a pay cut if he doesn't cut his ass. That was basically the whole thing in a nutshell. I'm going to ask you, did you have them go Court and Sutton because of the stuff going on with Des Bryant of like, you know, is he a real number one? Is he what he used to be? Are we paying too much for him at wide receiver? Could mm-hmm. we cut him and get a rookie? What pretty much. I mean, that that is pretty much what I was thinking of. Just uh, Des Bryant, I mean, we saw it last year. It's just not, even the year before that, just not mm-hmm. the same. Uh, and Dak Prescott, you know, just doesn't throw to him in, mm-hmm. in the way that Tony Romo used to. Uh, it's It seems like he's just kind of, I don't want to say he's dumb, but he's just past his prime. You know, and I, and I don't think the Cowboys should just cut him, but I'm sure someone would be willing to trade for Des Bryant. And, of course, it was Stephen A. that said they should cut Des Bryant. He Naturally. was the one that was like, they should cut Des Bryant. But, I mean, the thing that I look at with them is you look at their whole entire wide receiver core, and it's like they're paying Des Bryant a base salary of $12.5 million this year. It's really like, what has he done? You have Terrence Williams, who he's not getting paid Des level, but he's going to be $3.5 million. What has he done? Cole Beasley, kind of the similar thing. Cole Beasley entering the final year of his contract, so he could really walk at the end of the 2018 season. Really, it's to me, what do you, what do you want and what do you need? You need a wide receiver that can challenge deep and that's why i love the Cortland sutton pick yeah because of the fact that hey you know what this is a guy who can take the ball deep take the top off the defense and it's a great compliment to what they can do with play action mm-hmm. with zeke and and dak it's going to be a great fit and like the only reason why i did two reasons why i didn't have that happen in mind 
number one, Sutton went to the Ravens because the Ravens were like, duh, we need that. We need to take the ball deep with our offense. And number two, if Vita Vea is there, like I mentioned with your Redskin pick, he's too big to, like, he's too, not just big on the line, he's too good on the defensive end to yeah. pass up if he falls all the way to 19. I want to move on, though, the Lions. What are you thinking with them going with Deron bringing the I mean, pain? You know, the Lions really, with Matt Patricia now as the new head coach, and mm-hmm. this is, I have to imagine that he's coming in saying, we're bringing back the, defense. the big, bad, ugly Lions, mm-hmm. you know, uh, black and blue of the NFC North. Hopefully with some winning. Yeah, hopefully they'll win. Uh, I have to imagine that that's kind of the mentality. You mm-hmm. know, the offense is pretty set. They don't need to do that much for it. I mean, they can improve the run game, but... Naturally, they're they're doing pretty well there. It's pretty easy when you got Matthew Stafford. Um, the defense is what they need to come back for, and they need to get a guy. You know, it, it's kind of similar to what I was talking about for the Redskins. They need to get a solid guy on the line uh, who's going to be able to stop a great running back like uh, like Howard, like Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, uh, who's going to be able to work uh, to add some pressure to quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, whoever the Vikings end up with, true. Uh, Trubisky, you know, you have some talent there that you got to go up against. And Deron Payne, I really like. You know, uh, naturally you're going to like anybody who's a defensive player from Alabama, right? Um, but I like him. I like what he can do. You know, I certainly like your pick with Landry as well because of the pass well, rush element. And to that's it. why I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to ask you the thing that I this is a pick that. Like some of the picks you've had have been like, oh, I can, we're different, but I can mm-hmm. see where you're going. This one, I can't really, like, I can't really see the defensive tackle side of it. And this is why. Because when I look at the depth chart for the Lions right now, of course, Matt Patricia can come in, change everything. But I look at their defensive tackles. They've got Ashawn Robinson, who he's a guy that was drafted two years ago, he's fresh. And then you got a guy, got to throw out former Illini, Akeem Spence is also there. Mm-hmm. He came from, uh, used to be with Tampa Bay, now he's with the Lions. And I know with Spence, he's got two years left. He's got 2018, 2019 under contract. But I just look at it and I go, wouldn't you want to go with a pass rusher? Because either or, and I'm looking at this kind of Tremaine Edmonds style with yeah. him being outside linebacker, defensive end, where... You can either have him play on the end. I know that Dwight Freeney and Ziggy Ansah are both free agents. That's why their names are red on the depth chart I'm looking at. But I'm assuming they're going to... The Lions would be stupid to let Ziggy Ansah go mm-hmm. anywhere. Like, he's going to be back and be a Lion. But I look at Anthony Zatel on the other side. Like, you could have Landry be there, or you can have Landry fill in for... You've got um, Warlow, who's going to be a free agent. You've got the other outside linebacker of Whitehead. You've got both of your outside linebackers as free agents with only one person behind them. Mm-hmm. That's why me, I was looking more Harold Landry because like we can either fit him in defensive end or we can fit him in an outside linebacker, what we need. Yeah, I'm just not that crazy about Sean Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that... The Lions can do better mm-hmm. at the defensive tackle position. Um, 
they're okay where they're at now. They're not bad, but I definitely would consider it to be a need. Mm-hmm. I would consider it a little bit more of a need than pass rush, uh, although they definitely knew, do need linebacker help. Um, but I think that's a little bit more pure linebacker as opposed to the pass rushing element of it. Um, they do need to be able to add some pressure, but really I think the a lot of the pressure they need is the interior of the line. Uh, because like I said, I'm not that thrilled about Ashawn Robinson. I don't think that's really um, too substantial. I think mm-hmm. offensive linemen can can work their way around that. Getting a guy uh, like Deron Payne I think is a huge help to not let the offensive lines of opposing teams really push back on you. I will find it funny. You're replacing a a former Alabama lineman with an Alabama lineman. Ashawn Robinson coming from Alabama. Deron bringing the pain from Alabama. I want to ask you about one other team. Sure. And this is one we did not highlight coming in. Arizona Cardinales. And the yep. reason being, they're a team like today. Looked on NFL Live. They're talking quarterback situation. And on NFL Live, they asked a question. They have a great segment that I love called Panic or Patient. And basically what it is, is they asked Larry Fitzgerald retiring. Are you going to be patient? with? I'll ask you first because you didn't answer this on uh-huh. NFL Live because they didn't invite you in today. Like, slap in the well, face they, of you. They, they invited No, you just couldn't go. I just was busy. You couldn't go. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. That he hasn't made a decision yet. Yeah. Are you going with, are you going to be patient or are you panicking? Basically, retire or patient that he's going to come back? Well, I'm patient in the sense that I don't care if he retires or not mm-hmm. because we're not winning a Super Bowl next year. True. Uh, so really, it the only what thing he he's what, 390 yards behind T.O. for two, yeah. all, for second all time. And that's cool for him. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I'm a fan or if I'm the team, I don't care if he gets that record or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm a fan of the Cardinals, yeah, I probably you want do. him to. Um, but it still stands by one. He ain't going to catch Jerry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It still stands behind my my other theme of like, okay, you're the second best. If you ain't first, you're last. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's the same, same thing I said with Eli Manning of his consecutive win streak. Like uh-huh. He was never going to catch Brett Favre, so who yeah. cares that it broke? Mm-hmm. Who really cares? Because, great, you were – Less games behind Brett Favre now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, the man deserves a ton of respect. He's uh, year in, year out. One of the, the all-time greats. Yeah, one of the best wide Should receivers be in the NFL. Should be a Hall of Famer when he does retire. Uh, he will be. Um, will he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Maybe not. Okay. Uh, only because, you know, some of these wide receivers, they get the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they don't have a ring. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like it doesn't really matter. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. I have them going to quarterback because they have to go to quarterback, right? We both mm-hmm. agree on that. Well, and that's the reason why mm-hmm. and what I was bringing that back to is Graziano, um, Teddy, they all had a similar theme of, yeah, I'm panicking because who's going to play quarterback for me? Like, who's going to be throwing for me? If it's yeah. Kirk Cousins, all right, I'm coming back. Uh, if it's Josh Allen, bye, sayonara, I'm going to go to Hawaii and just retire enjoy life and for me baker mayfield's a gift for my side but you had like this is a direct result of what the jets did at yeah. six you had mayfield goal so Allen's the next on the board exactly i had Allen go mayfield is next is there any chance that they go with a different quarterback besides the two that we have 
No, I mean, I don't know what they're going to go with Lamar Basically, Jackson, Lamar Jackson you know, or a Mason Rudolph. Those aren't really that solid of mm-hmm. options. Um, I honestly don't think Josh Allen's that great of an option for the Cardinals. But because, they need somebody. They don't have anyone signed. Yeah, that's the problem is they don't have a quarterback, mm-hmm. and they're going to put him in there and be like, all right, well, you're starting now. <laughs> Congrats. And this is also goes back to, I think I said this in the first segment. I'll say mm-hmm. it again. This is the very like this is the last mock draft before we get free agency. So it's like, oh yeah, they don't have any quarterbacks under contract. But then when we get to the next mock draft, it's like, oh, that changed because yeah, exactly. people were able to sign and go anywhere. Any teams you want to mention before we move on to the last eleven picks of our mock draft? Um, no, I'm excited to get to, to these last ones. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you think of our 11 through 21? Wanted to get that correctly. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. But, Mark, let's close out our mock draft going through 22 through 32. You're going to start us off with the Buffalo Bills. I sure am. Via the Chiefs, their second pick. Who you got starting at 22? Yep. Uh, so Josh Jackson, uh, cornerback out of Iowa. Uh, the the first two were my my fallers just mm-hmm. finally ended the free fall. Because uh, <laughs> they're free. Derwin James going to the Rams, the safety out of Florida State. Uh, Christian Kirk, wide receiver, Texas A&M going to the Panthers. The Titans getting Harold Landry, you know, pass rush out of Boston College. Friend of the show, Mo Hurst, defensive lineman from Michigan, yeah. uh, going to the Falcons. Ronnie Harrison, safety out of Alabama. This is a this is a nice one. I like a climber here. Going to the Saints. Speaking of climbers, this is a brand new guy right here. But I think people are going to learn this guy's name because mm-hmm. I do. I see him climbing quite a bit. I, I like this guy a lot. Steelers, Darius Leonard, uh, inside linebacker out of. You've never heard of it before. South Carolina State. I will say that mm-hmm. is going to be one. I know the graphic is up now. That's going to be a fun one to find that logo. Yep. Finding it's, that PNG. It's a cool logo, though. <laughs> it actually is kind of interesting. There's a little dude in it. Uh, but anyways, uh, the Jaguars going with uh, Martinez Rankin, Tackle, Mississippi. Uh, we're going to go with the Vikings, Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Louisville. They love their Louisville quarterbacks. Uh, Patriots getting Harrison Phillips, defensive tackle out of Stanford. And then the Eagles, Marcus Davenport, defensive tackle, uh, Texas, San Antonio. Now, the one thing I'm going to correct you because I know they've already mm-hmm. gone in the comment section. Is it my Mississippi? Mississippi State. State. They get mad. It yeah. One's the Rebels. Old Miss is the Rebels. I get it. I get it. Mississippi State's the Bulldogs. It's fair. I mean, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't pay attention to Mississippi. It's like the Illini and the Redbirds. Illinois State, Illinois. I, I would say probably like the Michigan, Michigan State. That like, too. Because honestly, if people— Go had, green, go white. Nobody cares about U of I versus <laughs> ISU in Illinois. Neither well, one of the teams are One's an worthwhile. NCAA school. The other one is a D2 school. Yeah. Well, or an NCAA FCS school. Uh, FCS, but yeah. I'm talking D1 compared to— I think it's FCS or F- D2. FBS and FCS, yeah. I think. I think FCS is Illinois State. Yeah. I think they're right below the FBS, but let's go with mine. Number 22, the Buffalo Bills closing out their two picks, drafting Duran, bringing the pain, defensive tackle from Alabama. Then the Rams at 23 going Billy Price, the center from the Ohio State University. Then a little bit of a faller. He fell in my two. He fell in my three. Panthers going with Mike McGlinchney, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. 
Titans, they're taking Marcus Davenport, a new arrival to my mock draft defensive end from UTSA. 26, the Falcons going with friend of the show, Mo Hurst, defensive lineman from Michigan. The Saints going with Mason Rudolph, quarterback from Oklahoma State. The Steelers going with Ronnie Harrison, the safety from Alabama. The Jaguars going wide receiver. They're going to take James Washington, the wide receiver, out of Oklahoma State. The Vikings, my Vikings, going offensive line. Matinas Rankin going the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Then Arden Key going 31 to the Patriots defensive end from LSU. And rounding everything out for this mock draft, the Eagles drafting at 32. They're going with Connor Williams, offensive tackle via Texas. And the first guy I want to ask you about, the fall has finally ended. Derwin James, the safety. We wanted to hit on him. We yeah. talked about him a little bit before. Why'd you have him fall all the way to 23? Well, honestly, part of it is, is there's a two part. It's a two part mm-hmm. equation. One, the whole I'm going to be the best safety in the, in less than three years. You like a guy? I with, don't know. You like a guy with confidence in himself. You do like right? a guy with confidence, but at the same time, I sit there and I go, "Are you going to be a distraction?" Like, are you really going to do that right now? Come on, man. Don't start it right now. You're not even drafted yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's part of the thing. But really, for me, it just came down to this. I look at teams' needs, and even though there were times where I would sit there and say, well, he's probably a better player, but they can fill a need with a guy who is still relatively, you know, equal in certain ways. Uh, and then there was a while where just teams didn't need him. You know, I thought about the Packers at 14 instead of a corner uh, going with the safety. But I would rather have them lock in uh, a cornerback. I even thought about it for the Bills as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But once again, it was going, you know, putting Jackson opposite of White, I think, is a great combination. Uh, and then it didn't matter because it was just one pick more. Uh, but, yeah, he certainly fell you know, I have a little bit of consequence towards the question of mm-hmm. will GMs be scared of a distraction now? Um, and I mean, you know, we had uh, Jameis Winston just because of the FSU mm-hmm. connection here, Florida State, uh, and even Jalen Ramsey's a bit of a talker too. And but teams haven't been scared huge, of those guys. Like, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's the first guy I think of because he's a guy that's like. Mm-hmm. Because the thing I think of is from the Pro Bowl is he was talking to – oh, fuck. I can't even remember who he was talking to. Oh, it was Von Miller. He was talking to Von Miller because Von Miller said this on the DP show. He goes, yeah, I was talking to Jalen Ramsey about trash talking because Von goes, I never trash talk. Mm -hmm. He goes, because I'm the guy where I could beat you one play, but then what if you beat me the next play? Like Then it's like, great. I got to eat crow. I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. And – he was talking to Jalen Ramsey about that. Ramsey's the guy where he's like, no, talk trash. You're the best. If they beat you, it's a fluke. And so show them why on the next play. He's like, if someone goes, yeah, I beat you there, just say it's a fluke. It's a fluke. You got me? It's a fluke. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the best. It's a fluke. So, I mean, that's why I see the little alpha dogism in Jalen Ramsey, too. I don't think coaches and players and locker rooms will be afraid of that. I'm looking at a quote here at NFL.com from an NFC scouting director about Derwin James. Here's what they said. And I quote, he's going to be the dude in any locker room he ends up in. That's his makeup. 
Physically, he's probably more talented than Jamal Adams, but Adams was more consistent as a player. Derwin is still learning, so he has a sky-high projection if his play can catch up to his talent. Mm -hmm. That's the thing for me. That's why I had him fall in this mock draft is the talent is there, but can you put it together? There is no mistake that this year, production-wise for Derwin James, almost said German James, Derwin James was not where it was supposed to be. So, to me, going off of your point, yeah. it's great if you're the alpha, but let's go you to back it up. Well, well, let's go to Jalen Ramsey. Why is it not a problem? Because he backs it up. Yep. He backs it up. He's a cornerstone of that secondary in Jacksonville, or Saxonville, as mm-hmm. they like to call him. That's why no one questions it. They're only going to question you as a distraction. When you're, you're not, not yeah. when you're not paying dividends. Like Odell Beckham makes a catch behind his head, not a distraction. Gets into a fight with uh, Josh Norman on the field, he's a distraction. So it's kind of the same way yeah. here. And I, I think it's good, too, for, for James that he is pretty versatile. I mm-hmm. mean, he can, he can be useful in the run. He's a big guy mm-hmm. where he can uh, cover a lot of different kinds of uh, receiving options. But I think at the same time, I think... Coaches are going to have some debate on on how they're going to use him mm-hmm. a little bit, and I think that'll be very interesting to see the end result of exactly how he's going to be used by teams. Now, the next thing I want to get into is we tease these fans enough. We said in the last segment, hey, we're going to talk about you guys. Bills have double picks. They had the 21 and 22. I had them going quarterback Lamar Jackson, Deron bringing the pain. You had them go with Rashawn Evans, inside linebacker, and Josh Jackson, cornerback from Iowa. Yep. What were your thoughts? What are you thinking about the Bills? For me, it's a couple things. I mean, linebacker position for the Bills is mm-hmm. is awful. Um, they need some serious Help. addressing of that. Uh, they've got about like one decent linebacker in, mm-hmm. in the whole group. So getting Rashawn Evans essentially says, reboot, You. this is your linebacking core. You make yeah. it good. You're the leader of this defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Jackson, like I said, being the opposite over uh, over of White, and you know he can be a guy who can push him a little bit further, um, who can kind of lock down uh, receivers pretty well. I think Josh Jackson really would add a lot to this defense. And this, to me, really symbolizes the Bills saying, we know we don't have a quarterback right now, but I think they might be a Mm -hmm. uh, dark horse uh, destination for for some of these free agent quarterbacks. Uh, So I think there's a good chance they'll figure something out. They don't have a quarterback, but they're going to really shore up that defense because that defense has been promising year after year after year. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily materialize completely because the rest of the offense isn't exactly there. But they have good wide receiving options. They have a great running back. They're missing this quarterback, but I think you can maybe squeeze somebody in there if we think of a Nick Foles situation, a Case Keenum situation, you can squeeze somebody in there and have them be successful if there's a great defense and if there's a great you know, run game to help support you as well. Two things I want to mention. First off, well, three things. First off, I love your Evans pickup, the mm-hmm. linebacker position. The only reason why I didn't have him go there, He's I didn't. There. Well, I didn't have a good linebacker for them to pick, like— Evans went 13 in mine. Roquan Smith was off the board at 11. And it's like at that point where my draft was kind of playing out, I'm like, I don't feel confident dipping into 
the next inside linebacker, the next linebacker after that, because I'll be honest, linebacker in general is the number one, I'm going to say number one need of this team. I know NFL.com as quarterback as the number one need. I'm sorry, I would go linebacker as the number one. The number two to me would be defensive tackle, the second position that I went to. However, when you have back-to-back picks, it don't matter what order you pick them in. Yeah. You just yeah. make the picks, and to me, that's why best available defensive tackle is Deron Payne. You've got a guy, like, you went ahead, and this was Rex Ryan days, I know, but you go ahead and you draft a guy like um, Adolphus um, Washington. You've got Kyle Williams there, but yet again, a restricted free, a, or unrestricted free agent. I don't know why I said restricted there, but he's a free agent right now. Is he going to come back? Are you going to bring him back? Is he going to sign with you guys? Um, that's the big thing, and he's 34. And I'm not I'm mistaken. I'm going to have to look it up while you're talking. There might even be something where he might not be coming back. So with that, you've got to go with a defensive tackle. Then the other side of, yeah, you mentioned of, do they go with a, like, can they get a free agent quarterback? I say if you're Buffalo, unless it's Kirk Cousins, which I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to the Bills. I think the teams are Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, or the the Browns. The Jets are there, but I don't think it's going to happen. Those are really the only teams I could see him going to. I could, I would be fine with the Bills going, hey, we're going to keep Tyrod for this year. He'll be our starter. Lamar Jackson's an amazing athlete, works on his accuracy, can be that Heisman caliber athlete that he was eventually he can then take the job from tyrod taylor i can't imagine that tyrod taylor wants to be in buffalo and i don't imagine buffalo wants tyrod Mm -hmm. they've made it abundantly clear that they will try and make him not work for them essentially and i i can't imagine they do and that's one of the things where it is hard for me to think that they wouldn't take a quarterback but there's just not a good option i mean Lamar Jackson, to me, that's just a throwaway. Mm-hmm. If you're drafting him right there, you're throwing that pick away. You think um, so? I do, and it's not necessarily because I'm saying Lamar Jackson's a terrible quarterback, mm-hmm. but it's like he's just not the first-round talent. You know, That's going to be essentially like a Paxton Lynch type of situation of you're going to get him, you're going to stash him, and you're going to hope that maybe it works out in the five years that you have an opportunity with a first-round pick. Um, Paxton Lynch didn't work out. I can't imagine Lamar Jackson really going is going to take over. He will be forced to mm-hmm. if he goes to Buffalo much too early, and honestly, it's not going to work out. They're going to bench Tyrod again then, put Lamar Jackson in there. Lamar Jackson luckily won't throw five interceptions, but <laughs> won't do that well, and all of a sudden Tyrod's going to come back in. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it would just be an absolute mess, I think, for, for the Bills to do that. And the one thing I want to mention is when I said Kyle Williams, the retired thing, I believe, and Bills fans help me out, I believe I'm mixing him up with Eric Wood. Eric Wood, the guy who might retire from the Bills, Kyle Williams is just a free agent. And really it depends on what they do. Like looking at that defensive side, if they go ahead and like, because there's going to be free agent guys out there for them. Like, Shell, I'm looking at the BuffaloRamblings.com, which is SB Nation, and they're saying, like, oh, if they get Sheldon Richardson, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Sure. If they get Dontari Poe, if they get um, Starla Tuile, if they get 
Benny Logan, all these guys kind of late 20s, around our age, 27, 28, um, for them to kind of get to replace it, then it's like, okay, maybe you don't have to go with a Deron Payne, but it's going to be interesting with the Bills where they are and who's off the board and who's available there because if a linebacker's there, go ahead and get him. Yeah. However, it's what are you really going to do? What are you really going to take? I want to move on, though, to my Vikings. And the reason why is you had them go with Lamar Jackson. Yep. This is another team like the Cardinals don't have a single quarterback signed. I'm assuming Teddy's going to come back. I don't know if we're going to franchise Case Keenum. Don't know if we're going to get Kirk Cousins. What's going through your head when you ink down Lamar Action Jackson to my Purple yeah. People Eaters? Well, I mean, I think franchise. You've been saying the franchising uh, Case Keenum. It's thing. an option. It's an it's, option that they could do. I don't, I don't think want it really the, is. I don't want them to do it, but people say it's an option. I don't know why people keep saying it. I mean, if you franchise Kirk, uh, I keep almost saying Kirk Cousins. He's been franchised Case Keenum, enough. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the one who did this with his mm-hmm. contract, and we'll see what happens with the next contract that mm-hmm. gets done with uh, Kirk Cousins. But franchising Case Keenum would make him the second highest paid quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, the yeah. second highest paid quarterback. Hey, that, man, no way. One win away from the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, and Nick Foles <laughs> was a Super Bowl MVP, so anything can happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you just can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to work out for you, I don't think. Um you're really, really overpaying a guy who's – you can get better. So what would you do? Let's say barring Kirk Cousins doesn't go to the Vikings because really mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is the trump card. Yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins obviously ruins everything for for this scenario mm-hmm. that I'm laying out. But I don't think they're going to get one of these guys. Uh, I think they go and they f- end up with some journeyman backup quarterback and probably just a big question mark at quarterback again uh, with Teddy and – when is he going to be ready? When is he going to be healthy? Um, Lamar Jackson is an option there just for them to basically say, well, in case Teddy doesn't get better, we have something. Lamar Jackson doesn't have any pressure to start if Teddy is going to be here. We might even be able to trade the guy later, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett style. So it really just kind of allows them to be very flexible because I don't think there would be any pressure for Lamar Jackson to start when they uh, would draft him in this situation. Even if you have week one journeyman quarterback that's starting uh, because Teddy's not going to be ready till week three, four, five, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, but hey, I mean, he threw some footballs out there this he past threw an year. Interception. He did. That's good, right? Um, you know, and, and I think that he's going to have a whole off season. I think Teddy's coming back this, mm-hmm. this year. I'm surprised because he like got destroyed. Oh, I, but expect, I think he's going to be back, and I think that I expect them to be because fine. Zim Dog likes Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he does, and like that's why to me, this mock draft. I'm saying it for the third time. Mm-hmm. All of the this is the this is the most like hey we're going to change this, but in a month when we do this on the 13th of March, it's all going to change again. Yeah, because free agents are going to fall, pieces are going to go where they may. And we're going to get a better image of like, oh, this was a need then, but you got this free agent. Yeah, it's not exactly. really a need right now. I expect Teddy to be back. To me, I think the big thing with this is, and I'm kind of banking on either, I'm 
not banking on it like, oh, I'm hoping for it, but I'm banking on the decision of Kirk Cousins or Case Keenum being on the roster next year. One of those two things is going to happen, like it or not. I think in my mind, that's why I have them go offensive line because it's like, hey, you know what? What beat us in the NFC Championship game? A pass rush. What do I not want to beat us again? A pass rush. Go with an offensive lineman to help sure that up. I want to look at the Titans. They're another team like the Lions adding a new coach in Mike Vrabel coming in. Mm -hmm. What was going through your head with the Titans when you inked down Harold Landry? Well, I mean, to me, it's that the Titans uh, could use a little bit of help on defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got a guy who you imagine is going to want some defensive help. I mean... It's tough for me for an extent because part of me just says give everything to Marcus Mariota that he could ever possibly want. Give him the keys to the kingdom. Exactly. But he the should flip already side have of it, them, but Yeah, the flip side of it to me is the fact that you need to get some type of further help and mm-hmm. I think more pass rush is the way to go for this. I mean, the AFC South has some good quarterbacks in it. You need somebody that's going to stop them from having all day to throw the ball. You know, mm-hmm. you need somebody who's going to add that pressure into their face. Uh, and Landry was slipping a little bit for me, too, in the draft. You know, he's gone higher for sure. So I think that this was a good uh, good bargain pick for the Titans, and it just makes sense for what they need. And mine is, I'm dead on with you. Pass rush is the number one need. That's why for me, because the thing I like with yours is, yeah, you got Derek Morgan, yeah, you got Brian Arakpo out there for the outside linebackers, but you can kind of shift Landry yeah. from that on the line, he can then be a linebacker if you need him to come off that way. However, with me, Landry being off the board, I really love Marcus Davenport. I loved what I saw from him at the Senior Bowl, and he, to me, is one of those guys where he cracked my big board for the first time in the last one that Brandon and I did. He's now cracking the first round for me. This is a guy coming from a smaller school with the Roadrunners, but he is a guy that has all the tools to be a pass rusher. And what's going to be the one thing to push the Titans over the line? A quality pass rusher to go against those quarterbacks that you just yeah. you just discussed. Because, like, Blake Bortles, how do you get to him? You, you pressure him. That's how you do it. Andrew Luck, you hit him enough times, maybe it's like, ooh, that shoulder, just it's not working like yeah. it used to. It's not like, oh, we're knocking him out bounty gate. That's not what I'm saying. Just like a, The Vikings fan needs to clarify. Yeah, the Viking fan needs to clarify. Just like, mm-hmm. a, oh, man, I got hit. Oh, that's a little sore. Just make him think. Make M- him, make him uh, 90, flinch a little bit. 99.9% is all mental. And then you got Deshaun Watson coming back. We're, we're going to even see what he's like coming off of his... ACL, which a side note, watch the Dan Patrick interview with him. He's wearing jeans where there's a big hole right there on the knee. What do you see right down the middle of his kneecap? Big scar. You see that surgery scar, and I saw it, and I kind of just cringe. I'm like, oh, there's that ACL scar. Speaking of of interviews, I Mm -hmm. think I'm pretty sure – it was him that this one was. I, mm-hmm. I well, it wasn't paying attention to it. It was on in the background. Yeah, but they were having a little like thing before the Super Bowl, and it was just talking about, uh, you know, the recovery and they're throwing balls just to to see how it works. And uh, he's hitting all these targets, and it was funny because at the end, there's this one target that mm-hmm. because of the angle, it was difficult, and you just see the competitor of give me another ball, miss, give me You're another. You're talking ball. about 
What what quarterback are you talking about? I thought it was Watson. I was not okay. paying attention. It was on in the background, so it could have been somebody else, but I thought I'm, it was— It was during Super Bowl week? Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's what they were doing. I'm going to let you in on this because I love this. So mm-hmm. they had a ton of quarterbacks in. Alex Smith was in, Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. Eli Manning, Deshaun Watson, Dan Marino was in. So it all started with Al- Alex Smith's interview mm-hmm. where McLovin kind of made fun of his arm strength. So what they did was they had McLovin go down the studio and have a helmet on. Yeah. And they had these quarterbacks basically throw at McLovin. Nice. So it's basically throwing at McLovin. Yeah, he's trying to catch it. But, like, Alex Smith whipped those things. Mm -hmm. And, like, Aaron Rodgers threw one that kind of went high, left a mark on the window. So basically it was just target practice for Well, this one was not throwing it at McLovin. This was throwing it at actual targets. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see the competitor side of it of misses that last target, give me another football. They're literally kind of like you Mm -hmm. can tell they're with the other guy who's there with him. They're in his ear saying, I see it. Get him to stop throwing these damn footballs. We need to do something else here. The thing Uh, I, I looked up. It was fun. This is the interview that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Is a live look in from, but this is the April of 2017, mm-hmm. is when they had Deshaun Watson and throwing a target. So, whatever it was, they I know back. they had Deshaun Watson in for Super Bowl week. But any final team you want to mention in this final 11 picks of the mock draft we got? Um, I, players. I just really want to give a shout out to to Darius Leonard. I think that he's going to surprise some people. Uh, he's super small town kind of guy, uh, our small school. But this is a guy who's uh, honestly inside linebackers. It's a little thin, I think, for for this. Well, I guess it's not really that thin, but it's just one of those ones where I think there's a gap, quite a big gap between those top guys and where everyone else is. So this is a kid. I'm saying. He's going to climb up, man. I'm telling Climbing you, up. like, finding this PNG mm-hmm. is going to be... I'm actually going to look right now on the podcast. I'm going to let all you guys see if I can find it right now. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to use a you'll find NFL it. logo. You'll, you'll I've got it. it. I've got it here. But, oh, man, I didn't think we'd use a South Carolina State logo in a mock draft. It's, it's a here. Fir- I believe he's the it's first here. South Carolina State Well, I think the other, to be in a mock draft. The other draft. guy, to Texas San Antonio, he's probably the first one, too. I've, we've used that logo before. Probably you guys on runner. Primetime Podcast have. Pro- we've used it on the basketball side, I think. Yeah. I think on the basketball side, because I remember talking Roadrunners for that. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think of our mock draft down below in the comment section. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. Housekeeping here at the end. Check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. That's how you help support us. Make sure we do what we're able to do for you each and every day. Make sure to bookmark mostvaluablepodcast.com. That's when you're going to hit everything that Most Valuable Podcast is putting out each and every day. Make sure to go on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, give the onside kick a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. And the last one I am forgetting is what I'm wearing, the T-shirt. Go check out our Square store down below in the description to get yourself one of these most valuable podcast t-shirts as well. Want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. As always, oh, before I forget, our next mock draft, March 13th. That's when we're doing it. That's when we're recording it tentatively. Yep. The week of March 13th is when our next mock draft will be. 
for basketball fans out there, the next Fast Break Mock Draft is coming later this week. We're recording that on Friday. Got everything out of the way. This is where you guys come in. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.